I'm Kevin Casey. I'm a professional mixed martial arts fighter. And right now, what I'm about to do is issue a warning out to all other competitors. I don't want overs. I just expect them to happen. Fatty's gonna fatty is real. I like what inside to this week's edition of the MMA Analysis Podcast. I am your host, Lance Fischel. We did it. We have made it through really, really bad cards like three weeks in a row. And we got a good one. We have a, a I like this pay-per-view. Completely cool with it. I don't think you always need a title fight even on a pay-per-view to have a good card. And I think Covington versus Masvidal kind of has everything you'd want in a main event. It's exciting. There's a lot there. There's one good fighter. Um, so yeah, there we go. usually yeah, like two in, in main events, but you know, no, not, not always one good fighter, <laughs> you know, in this day and age is, is plenty, but we did have a card last week. Um, it, it happened. There were some decent moments. I would say it was okay, but new how you doing? I'm doing all right. Uh, I'm not doing as good as you cause, uh, I'm not going to Vegas this week or this weekend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, just just staying up in the the freedom up here. My everything's uh, everything's opened up now. No masks anywhere. Let it rock. Yeah, next week is the end of our. So we've had no mask mandates really since Never. June 2020, I would say uh, here. But the school masks are going to be done after next week. So my kids are excited. We we, we got rid of that shit weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, who would have thought Tennessee was behind a lot of these other places? They were too busy burning books to to fix those health uh, health stuff. Yeah, yeah. Brad, how you doing? I'm I'm all right. Um, it's it's been an interesting week for for us uh, Ukrainians. So uh, you know, in solidarity, we're gonna we're gonna crack open a couple uh, Shevchenkos on the, the soccer show tonight. Play? Yeah, Andrei Shevchenko. Yeah. <laughs> Couple, couple Chevys, you know, Man, uh, and, and enjoy the show. Yeah. I'll say this um, long time ago. So I was working in, I was working in baseball before I, I did my, my current job. One of my first, my first baseball job, I worked in uh, Danville, Virginia, which nothing there except the clan really. And the Goodyear plant clan and the Goodyear plant. That's all you got in Danville. It was the last uh, capital. One in the same, one in the same. Really. Yeah. It was the last capital of the Confederacy. If you didn't know that for a history lesson, very last capital of the Confederacy, Danville, Virginia. So I lived there for a summer. It was brutal. And all we did is played FIFA. It's literally all we did. The players, I would play against the players. We go to their house, the, the staff, everything. All we did is played FIFA. And I love, it was FIFA world cup. I don't even remember what year it was. Um, and I would always play with Ukraine because I love Shevchenko. <laughs> he was like a cheat code in that game. Remember that world cup, that one World Cup he played in, where he like I think Ukraine got to like, yeah, like, the, like the quarters, I think. Yeah, and he yeah. just he was a badass. But I always played with Ukraine. Nice. I yeah. appreciate the solidarity. You the betcha. Ukraine is not weak. No, no. <laughs> you always have the Seinfeld reference, <laughs> no matter what, on the train. All right. Anyway, we can go through. Uh, Look at last week's card a little bit before we jump into this week's card. Um, I don't know. It was okay. It's just I think the problem with these cards, and, and we've talked about this before, when when nothing matters, it's hard to judge a card as good or bad to me. There was some excitement, but 
it's shit you forget. Even the most exciting finish, the most exciting fight, if it's between nothing that ma- – it's two guys that doesn't matter, you kind of forget about it quick. And I just – I feel like that's been the case several weeks where there's just a bunch of fights that have – they don't matter. They have nothing to do with anything. So, anyway, we'll break it down. We'll start in the flyweight division. Carlos Hernandez versus Victor Altamirano. Brad, your, your boy. Yeah. What happened? I, he should have won a split decision is what happened, obviously. Um, should have like, won a split decision? That's a very <laughs> bro-hug take. <laughs> that's that's what you get for the first fight of the night on a card like this. Yeah. yeah so we have I, a- I'll still take him as the underdog if they fought again at the same price. That was 100% a coin flip fight. So we have a lot of comments in the thing about tape study. Um, B-Town Bully, Drendine, Hyper Blue, Bryant, and I see you guys. Um, apparently we, we upset someone, uh, a couple days ago. So we're, we're very against tape study on the MMA analysis podcast. Uh, it's very nerdy. And the fact that they call it tape study, like imagine if you were talking to someone who didn't watch MMA, didn't bet MMA or any of that. And they just bet like football and basketball. And a guy's like, dude, we got to take the Browns plus six this week. I just did 15 hours of tape study on the Browns. I watched their plays. I saw the spread. Like, imagine. Never in a million years, but in MMA, somehow. So this guy, Mike's MMA, which he seems like an okay fella, but he's definitely part of the nerd squad. Yes. Um, we we made some jokes on his behalf because he talked about how he needs to keep it to 20 hours of tape study because time management is important in MMA betting. And we may have said some things. Nothing rude, I would say. We just made fun of him like we, we do a lot of people. He blocked me. So he blocked you. <laughs> He blocked uh, Whip. Whip. Uh, yeah. He didn't block me. The person that actually did the math you did to him. show him that he's a poor person and he's wasting his time didn't get blocked. Yeah. Well, I said – Brad, the, go ahead. I did the quote tweet where I was like laugh out loud because I don't I, – that's my favorite just quote tweet, LOL. I think that just says everything you need and stuff like that. But man, he was, he was big mad. Um, that wasn't my intent. I just like to make fun of people when they do nerd stuff. Um, there's like three people in MMA that are allowed to do tape study, a fighter, a coach, or if you're actually getting paid to do tape study, like to, to watch fights and give analysis, like our our buddy Dan Tom, like he can, he can do tape study. He gets paid to do it. He does technical breakdowns Breakdowns of fights. Written fucking. (laughs) I just find it so funny. And like. I saw like uh, the whole thing is just it's too funny. It's like okay, I'm watching Francis Ngano versus Cyril Gan. I just watched four hours of tape study. Do you not like remember how they fight? Like, did it take a genius to figure out like what these guys do and stuff like that? It's like all right, Masvidal versus uh, Colby Covington. I just watched twenty hours of tape study. Colby's gonna wrestle. He's gonna you wrestle. Could do, you could do eighty hours of of tape study on Francis Ngannou, and there's no fucking way you can tell me that he was gonna, he was gonna wrestle. Win, yeah. Russ out wrestle gone in yeah. three, four, and five. Yeah, the tape study thing. It's just calling it tape study is just know, funny it's... to me because it, it's something that you know before MMA nerds and stuff like that, where you heard tape study, it was always, but it wasn't study. It was just tape. I'd watch tape. tape and it's, yeah. it's usually like a, a term in like football where like offensive or defensive coordinators are watching tape on the, you know, the opponents and stuff like that. And that's like a standard thing. Like they're doing tape. Um, and then this tape study thing, it's, it's bad. 
It's it's so bad. So Brian just mentioned uh, the the weigh-ins. You remember that guy who used to make bets because he'd read guy, he would read guys' body language and muscle definition from the weigh-ins, and that's how he would bet fights. Mm-hmm. How's he, he doing? Told, sharp as they get. He told me once I was making fun of him, of course, of course. that he was going to fly to Nashville and fight me. And I think I responded to some kind of comment like, dude, you haven't even seen my definition after a cut. <laughs> you you do rile up the uh the dim witted Lance. Man, I got I got Rogan attacked last week. Um uh, I made a comment on some people's favorite Joe Rogan, and I wanna say I had fifty people send messages to me. None of them I knew. Just random dudes like, Hey, you're disrespecting God. <laughs> Like it was, it was okay, good. And none of them understood the joke I was making, which made it even more funny because it was a very simple joke. <laughs> the, like it was he's back for this card. Can't wait for the that. DC's gone. Nice. No DC. Yeah. Seems like a fair trade off. Yep. People are the winners there. Uh, and then Brad, of course, you gave a tout way too much credit with your thousand dollar units. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. I didn't want to be too mean, so I said, you know, you make seventeen fifty an yep. hour based on a thousand dollar unit. If you bad. think that guy's betting a thousand dollars a fight, that's a that's a hundred. That's well, a hundred maybe. He posts his bet slips after and explains why. How much? He what were they? Them. They're they're a hundred dollars a unit. So dollar seventy five an hour. Excuse. Yes, that is correct. And that just goes to show you, that's why if you are paying somebody for their picks, they need to be betting at least four figures a unit. Because if they aren't, then that's dumb. My whole thing is, like, touting's one thing. Touting's a scam anyway, right? But, like, I think I look at it this way. Like, I don't care what people bet. You could have people that are super sharp that are betting $25 a fight. But that's all they want to bet. It's fun. They do whatever. You could have people bet $100, $1,000, all that. Where I get hilarious is... How do you spend 20 hours <laughs> doing tape study, making a podcast, writing stuff up, doing a tout stuff or whatever, and you're betting 100 bucks? It seems like it's not very cost efficient. That's that's me. what I bet, except I do none of that, and I have a job too. Yeah. So there's, you know. Yeah. <laughs> what do we know? We're just a bunch of assholes. Yes, yes we, we are. are. All right. Let's move on from here. Um, <laughs> welterweight division, Ramiz Brahamash defeated Michael Gilmore's submission. Um, I think we were all in this one. Um, Brad, I think one of you guys got a better line. I got inside the distance. I had sub minus 105, so that was a, uh, not a hard one. This was, wasn't this consensus? This was consensus. This was consensus. Was it consensus? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I don't remember. Easy. That was, uh, yeah, they don't get much easier than that. And that is nice when you're betting the second fight on a card like this. <laughs> Steve said, tape study guys definitely snore like a hippo on fentanyl. <laughs> no idea what that means, but it sounds fun. Yep. <laughs> sounds good. All right. Um, featherweight division, Jonathan Martinez defeated Alejandro Perez, 20-28, 20-28, um, I did not enjoy this fight. I, I found it not exciting. Kind of perfect for both guys. Martinez either loses or squeaks out. Like, he's landed some, you know, he's finished some guys, but he just never, he never excites me. Um, as a prospect or a fighter, I don't think he's that good. And, and Perez just sucks. He's just not good. He's an idiot. He could have won that fight if he felt like it, I thought. 
Maybe. I mean, the like three times he threw punches in the fight, he they landed him once and yep. hit him a bunch of other times. So, I don't know. And then did throw. Yep. Smart. Yep. He. I don't like him though. I don't like yeah, Martinez. <laughs> All right, let's uh, move on. Lightweight division, Terrence McKinney defeated Faraz Zayam. Submission, quick, two minutes in. I like this McKinney dude, man. I like him. I, I bet him in this fight. Um, I started off 2-0 and in this card, and I was like, well, this is rare. I never start getting <laughs> – but I started off really well. Um, I, I like McKinney. Uh, he seems – you know, I, we don't know what he's going to look like in a second or third round, obviously, but – the guy can, seems like he can just finish fights anywhere. And that choke did not look like a fight-ending choke to me. Um, it looked kind of off the side. It didn't – like, I did not think the fight was going to stop there. I was actually thinking, hey, like, get into mount, throw some ground and pound, whatever. Um, he must have a squeeze on him, and we know he has power. Like, this is an interesting guy. Like, he's going to be a guy that can beat a lot of guys in the first round. And even beyond that, just the way that he moves around, even even on the ground, was impressive. Like – Zayam was doing good stuff to get back to his feet, and McKinney was just better, more athletic. It, it's just a matter of how long he can sustain all that for because he's very physically and technically skilled. Yeah. Yep. Um, Wes could not make it tonight. Someone asked where Wes is. Uh, he couldn't make it. He's uh, he's packing. He's yeah, a big baby packer. Yeah. Takes him 12 hours to pack. No, Wes is going to be gone from his family um, for for four days, so you just have to assume he is cleaning the house with a toothbrush, um, taking care of the baby, because you have to earn trips when you have a young child. So that is where Wes is at. <laughs> All right, let's move on now. Um, women's fe- featherweight. I don't remember. I, I I don't know if I watched this. Nunez defeated Pasquale uh, by decision. Obviously, um, I didn't. I didn't watch the fight. Correct. Nothing. This yep. is the one where the one chick was like real big and the other one was, was real small. I didn't see that. I I had it on the TV. I think I was watching basketball or golf. No, this is around. I was probably watching the golf tournament. Oh my God, what a fucking beat. I have pissed you, off the golf You guts. suck at golf betting, Lance. Just terrible. You, you used up all your luck last <laughs> year and you were paying for it this year. So there's been, I think, seven tournaments this year. I've had the Sunday favorite five times with zero wins. And this week, Daniel Berger was minus 450 to start on Sunday with a five-stroke lead. He was in second by the sixth hole. Did you hedge? I don't hedge, no bitch. <laughs> I ain't no That's bitch. Answer. <laughs> Do I look like someone who hedges? No. Hedging's for poor people who care about what they lose. That's fair. Is that this guy? No. No. Anyway. All and right. You hedged was your head. Hey-o. Hey. Man, I was... I don't get mad about losing bets. I think that's where I kind of like, – I just don't. It's whatever. But, man, when I lose golf bets, I do get a little angry because it's like there's so much thought. I do research golf. It's like the only sport I research. <laughs> I bet everything, <laughs> right? I bet basketball, football. I bet every single sport. Golf is the one bit like I know so much about and I research it. In MMA, obviously, I just know from watching it. But golf, I put a lot of work into. It. And having the fucking favorite five out of the last seven weeks on a Sunday with the lead on the back nine and losing every single one. Because last year I couldn't miss. Like I had like 15 yep. outrights last year. It was one of my, it was probably one of my best years ever for golfing. And then fucking Daniel Berger. You know what? You know what's sad about Jan, Daniel Berger? He's a Jew. He let you down. He let me down. He's, he's no Billy Ho. I'll tell you that much. He is a Jew who went to Florida State. 
And how could he do me like that? <laughs> we should be best friends. So Lance, not- the, uh, the luck is contagious recently because like everything's been been going sideways. I I hit two plus two hundred or higher underdogs on lacrosse today and somehow barely made any money because I suck. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I haven't won a bit. See, in, I figure anything other than MMA in in a couple of weeks. Yeah. I've been hot on basketball. It's, it's been my best college basketball year, which is weird because I'm horrible at college basketball, but it's it's been solid. Um, I figured the chokes in golf, the Daniel Berger choke, which was a world class choke. I mean, that was world class to blow a five. He was the best guy in the field with a five stroke lead and, and got fourth. Um, so that was just class by Berger. But I figure I'm going to Vegas on Friday, so it's good to get all that out of the yep. system. Um, get the good juju going. Um, Evan, who I think you guys have met, one of my best friends, uh, he's flying out with me Friday. He got attacked by a dog today um, and had to go get his like finger fucked with and glued and tetanus shot and all this. And I was like, dude, that's great news. I was like, get out of the way. only uphill from here. We're about yeah. to get hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, throw them dice. Yes. He was like, he was like, also, it wasn't my dice hand. So I think we're okay. <laughs> It's it's funny. It's how we actually think when it comes to betting. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Then we had uh, a catchweight fight. Ignacio Bahumundes defeated Rongju by submission. This was a pretty dominating effort. Rongju is just not very good. He doesn't think he cares very much. I saw some people bet him in this fight. I wasn't going to lay that big juice on Bahumundes, but I almost did him and and Martinez in a parlay just because I both thought they were likely winners but couldn't pull the trigger. Uh, but Zoo's horrible. I don't think Bajo Mendes is as good as everyone thinks he is. I think he's very okay. He's young. He he might get better. But that defense is always – like, he gets hit way too much. Like, he's yeah. got good offense. He just gets hit way too much. Yeah. Now, these lower-level guys, you can get away with it. Uh, I made a horrible bet on, on the wrong one. Uh, but uh, – Oh, you bet him? What were you thinking? Yeah. I, got a, I got a dumb number, and I was like, I well, I want to fade Bajo Mendes, but – these lower level guys can't really take advantage of his shitty strike defense. Yeah. I think everything Zhu did in that fight was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. You see, you see what I did there? I mean, we saw it coming. That's a good one. I I have to do it every time. Every time he fights. Um, this is like, if you're willing to give him the distance, he's dangerous. Uh, but against guys that aren't willing to do that, I think he's going to like he got beat up by a little Smurf, John McDessie. So yeah. yeah, he's okay. He's not good. All right, um, middleweight division. Armin Petrosian defeated Hobokop. Split decision. I had Hobo inside the distance here. That was a loss. I did not love that decision. Um, no. I think when I look at, at damage, and it, it's hard when you. I don't know. I I thought I thought Hobokop edged him there. Um, and I wasn't going to cry, cry robbery or, or anything on this fight, which is like another fight we're going to talk about in a minute. But I thought Hobo Cup did more. I thought he was the more damaging fighter. I thought he had the way bigger strikes. Maybe um, random other dude was a little more active, but Hobo Cup was the one that was doing the damage. He was landing the, the bigger shots versus some leg kicks and stuff like that. I didn't love that decision against our boy. But at the same time, no reason he shouldn't get that finish. No. Hobo yeah, Cop, no you, reason. You, you thought he was going to be smart and take him down instantly sub, and what did he do? He did not do that. <laughs> he even had success in the fight when he did do that, but he just, 
I don't know. He's but he has success gas in the when he didn't do that either. I that's fair. But but the problem is when guys fall in love with that. When when he should yes. take the path of least resistance. But yeah. maybe he's just worried about gas and if he uh, if he doesn't uh, get it done. He already. had him, man. He so had one him. of one of the judges gave the third round to Petrosian. It's impossible. Fight. Not Thank impossible. You. It's impossible. Dude, that first two minutes of the round was fucking just beating the life out of him. Not close, close to finish. And then there were some leg kicks and some jabs. Like, we have to He score. rocked him. He rocked him. Not he rocked like him back Hobo late top. in that third. Not, not like he did, but yeah, it, it's, it's not the close. late round bias It is. You know? I mean, that was, that was not agreeable. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Derek asked us when we got a Twitch. I don't know what that is. But so we got one like three weeks ago. Yep. That's the video gamer thing? We're like yes. gamers? Yeah, we're gamers. Yep. We're big gamers now. So do I have to like play games? Yes. Uh, you just, just, just be you, Lance. We're playing the that's, game that's of life. Right At now. the beginning of the, I haven't played, I hadn't played video games in like a decade. Uh, maybe, yeah, probably since before kids. But right around when I got kids, I didn't really play video games that much. I got a PlayStation 4 um, early on in the pandemic, just out of pure boredom. Um, but all I play is FIFA. So I'm not What's very... I don't know. FIFA. It's all sports, sports games are the best video games. Yeah, I played I the played NBA the one for a while, but I like FIFA. FIFA's my jam. You don't I like was, the show, Lance? Baseball? I played the show. I had the show, yeah. I got. I, I think the show is like, it's so repetitive. It is. I mean, but it, I mean, that's, it's baseball. So It's baseball. <laughs> what do you mean? I, I am a I mean, it's, it's not going to be repetitive this year because there ain't going to be no baseball. Yep. Yeah. I'm fucking idiots. Oh, is Derek trying to get God on FIFA? I don't yep. lose. I was the Danville champion. <laughs> uh, there was a lot. There was a lot of uh, guys that made it to the to the league on that team to the too. Show. <laughs> they made it to the show. One of them died though. The guy I hung out with the most died. Jose Hernandez. Tommy Hansen. I think yeah. I remember. Yeah, I, like, I feel like uh, you've Braves, mentioned him right? before. <laughs> yeah, I worked. It was the Braves was rookie the ball. Braves. Team. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Tommy, Tommy was the dude. He was only twenty, so he used to always drive when we go get hammered. Uh, Tommy was a good dude, and then Chris Medlin, who you guys probably remember, him and Tommy were like best buds. And Medlin and me were always, uh, he was good at FIFA. And then Tyler Flowers on that team, uh, you've probably heard of him. Uh, a lot of guys. It was a, it was a. It was a solid team. Chris was the Chris was the dude, but yeah, Tommy dying sucked. So I, in my does suck. Sorry to transition so sorry. abruptly away from uh, pouring one out for the homies. Uh, but in our lives lifetimes now, hockey has had two lockouts, baseball has had two lockouts, uh, and it's you know no wonder that those are the two least popular North mm-hmm. American sports. Man, baseball. The most poorly run uh, leagues. Yeah. yeah. Baseball, fuck. I mean, this thing this thing with the lockout is dumb. And, like, it. I just – like, and then you got Manfred lying. Like, our revenues have been taking a hit and blah, blah, the last two years. And there was this chart of <laughs> Dude, revenue. We, was, like, we can see that. <laughs> oh, good stuff. It was, it was bad. Yep. But, yeah, that Danville team was fun. That was t- – not to age me. That was 2006. <laughs> when that was sixteen years ago. That was yeah. a god. That was Damn. a that was a long time ago. Because I, I worked and after there I worked for um, the Rays single A team, and then I worked for the Rays double A team. Were the three teams that I worked for? Wait, so for the Rays uh, minor league teams, is it just like 
raise and then raise and then raise as you get up through the more A's. They just, they just add an we, A every time. We were the Montgomery Biscuits. <laughs> oh, that's, that's perfect that, for a Tampa that is, Bay. One great thing about minor league baseball is it has they don't give absolutely a fuck. incredible. We were names. so they when the owners made it, they tried to make an original name because it's all about merchandise sales. We were the number one merchandise sales minor league team in the country because uh, everyone's like the fucking logo was a biscuit with a butter tongue and eyes. So like people would just like I'd be in California, I'd see a fucking biscuits hat because I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> so well, the thing with minor league teams is that like. They don't. They're not always aligned with one team. Like yeah. there's contracts, like anything else. So the Montgomery Biscuits could be the Rays Double A team, and then three years later they could be the Mets Double A team. Well, so like there's the, not uh, forever. Back in the day, it was like that Portland team was like a, some independent team that some rich guy was just like, I want to make a minor league baseball team that's great. <laughs> they did a whole documentary about it. Nice. Well, I, I almost ended up working for the team Bill Murray owned, and I ended up going to Montgomery instead because it was a better offer. It was uh, Charleston River Dogs. Awesome. <laughs> Classic. So let's um, – someone asked about a Discord. I, I – I <laughs> You're talking know. to the wrong guy. I don't know. Is that like, is that like a porn site? Is that right. a newspaper? It, it's what like is, a, what is Discord? A, it's like a chat thing, I think. It's like yeah. a group chat kind of there's, thing. There's chat right here. I use Microsoft Teams. Is that what you're – something like that? <laughs> you can message us on Twitter. There you go. That's that's the best Fair. place to be. All right. All right. Let's now move on. Uh, lightweight division, Armand Sarukian defeated Joe Alvarez. Knockout. This is a fucking beating. I was way off on this. Sean, I know you had Sarukian here. I don't – that one elbow was fucking life-changing. I mean, Alvarez looked okay surviving. Um, and then the ground and pound, he just like flipped the switch. He was like, I'm going to – break your fucking face. I was thoroughly impressed with Saruki because I do not think Joe Alvarez is a bum. And to me, this doesn't really drop the stock of a Joe Alvarez. I think it just Sarukian's he's fucking good. Like he was, he's really good. I'm, I miss good ground and pound. Like, I feel like that's kind of gone away a bit. And when guys are good at it, especially like just from guard, just smashing dudes, like that is fun to watch. Sarukian was good. Sarukian is what people think mac and cheese is. They're he's like, oh, mac, mac and cheese is this this future champ. Like, he's 30. He hasn't yeah, that's beaten anybody problem. good. Sarukian is, what, 24, 25? Yeah, like, he's 25. He's much yeah. younger. He's actually better physically. Um, I think that he is more likely to be a future champ than mac and cheese. Yeah, and everyone will talk about their that first fight, but that you got to throw that thing out. It was short notice, and and his UFC debut. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't think you look at that. Sarukian's good. Uh, none of these. Everyone keeps acting like Mac and Cheese is champ. I'm trying to think of an easier matchup for Dubronx in the top ten. I haven't found it, but I'll I'll sleep on it and see if I can figure out if there's an easier matchup than a guy that's going to dive right into a into Dubronx guard and play in there for a while. But anyway, all right, let's move on here. Uh, women's flyweight division in the placement of this fight. That was, <sighs> that was weird. Um, Priscilla Kashimara versus Yi Jeong Kim. Um, everyone cried about this decision. I don't know if it was good or bad because who cares? Who cares? Uh, the third round I thought was fun. 
the one chick just seemed like she was trying harder, so she got the decision. <laughs> Fair. It's a good metric, honestly. She tried harder in the first and third round. She tried harder, but people who were had, saying like who had more won fun? The third. I don't know. Who cares though? People were like robbery. I'm like, you I, don't know what they were. Is. They were combined like one in four in the last five fights. Who cares? Yeah, I did. I actually the third round. I I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Was it's that was chick fun. just would only throw elbows, it which is awesome. hilarious because just imagine doing that in any of the guys' divisions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I enjoyed that fight. I I actually did. Like the last yeah, round, was like good. that was fun. I enjoyed good it. Enough. Didn't watch it. Go All right, middleweight. We lost this one. Turd burglar defeated Misha Serkinov submission armbar. Man, like he survives this fucking onslaught of subs and all this stuff in the beginning. Dominates the later half of the first round. Turd burglar comes out like he just ran seventeen marathons to start the second. Serkinov gets into armbar. Like. <laughs> It's fucked up, man. You can't change nationalities in between rounds. He comes out, he's Latvian. He he survives that, smashes him on the ground, has him where he wants him, and then comes out in the second and he's Canadian. What the fuck? Uh, So true. Man, that one hurt. That that, that was the fight that was plus or minus in the night for me was that that fight going one way or the other. But he's he's washed. I mean, I think that's for, for sure. But, man, that was a giveaway. Like, all he had to do is not get submitted, like, in that way. Like, it wasn't yeah. like Turbo was going to reverse him. He wasn't going to be able to get up. He wasn't going to be able to take him down. All he had to he do was basically not get armbarred or triangled. He didn't seem tired. Like, too tired either. Like, no. he was good to go. He, and then he just throws it away. Yeah. I thought he looked great until that. He survived yeah. the onslaught. His wrestling looked okay. His grounding pound looked fucking vicious. His cardio looked like it held up. He just got he got lazy. He got lazy versus a gassed out fighter, and gas fighters can still pull off some shit. He just loves doing that. Just that was so throwing lame. fights away that he should win. That was that was seriously super lame. All right. Anyway, um, and then final fight, main event. Mockery said defeated Bobby Green. Um, I don't know. It, p- people see this guy beat Bobby Green on seven days notice. They're like, crown him. This is the man. I think more important than this fight was the hilarity of what ensued the last couple days where oh, – yeah. Um, Makashev calling out RDA, fight me, I'll fight right now, don't be scared, and they're talking back and forth and blah, blah, blah. And then RDA versus Moicano is announced, and then Crazy. Dana – and then RDA says Makashev backed out. Makashev, no, fuck you, you did. And Dana White was like, yeah, Makashev just turned down the fight. So now he's got to fight <laughs> Darius and he's not getting a title shot. And it's funny. It's not like – they're like, why are you punish him for that? Because he fucking lied. <laughs> because he's all over Twitter, he's doing this shit, which could be Ali, I don't know. Um, and all this shit, and then you just turn the fight down. You look like a moron. Like, you got fans excited to see you fight, and then you didn't sign to fight. Like, you should have just not said anything. Yes. It's amazing yep. that the, the Russians have this, like, advanced, sophisticated cyber warfare, uh, but all these stupid idiot Russian fighters just give their their phone to idiot Ali to say whatever the hell he's going to say. And uh, he lost his title shot. Yeah. It's awesome. If he just says nothing, he he probably gets maybe, I don't don't know. I think, I think a lot of stuff kind of came together and I hate to say it. And like, I hope it still doesn't happen or maybe I do. I don't know. It just really seems like Dubronx is fighting Conor McGregor after he puts Gaethje six feet under. Yep. It really seems like it, doesn't it? Yep. Connor's and tweeting, I got Bronx is going to do it. 
he's yeah. gonna ask for that. He's not gonna ask for fucking mac and cheese, dude. He's gonna touch gloves with Connor, and then 15 seconds later, Connor's gonna be tapping out. Like that's, you know, that's the only fight that might be easier than than Makachev. Sure. That's a nice payday for some short. Work. Well, you, you think about it this way: for someone like Dubronx, he's already beaten half the division uh, of the good guys. He beats Justin Gaethje. He beats Connor, and then he gets Makachev. Beats him. He is undoubtedly the greatest lightweight who ever lived, and there's not even an argument at that point. Yeah. He would have beat everyone in the top ten. I mean, so, our man. So out of we him. were going to get plus three fifty or whatever on Dubronx against uh, Mac and Cheese. If we bet it now, I don't know what the odds are or line limits stuff like yeah, that now, but like that was. If Dubronx comes out and fucking tosses Gaethje on his head and chokes him out, that that's. That line's moving, which I expect to happen. That's it finally fair. got bad. It, it it got up to three forty five. That's insane. That's so the first who, line who was the person that saw mac and cheese at minus three hundred and was like, "I need to hammer that now." I yeah, I need to put the fifty dollar max on this and then ride it out for eight months. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's bet online. They they usually have maxes. No, no, but I'm saying like who was who was the person that did that and thought it was a good idea. There's there's people out there, man. They 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 love this guy. I don't get but it. that means we're gonna get a tremendous number on Dariush and Macajee's probably wins that fight. But yeah. I'm I'm gonna take plus four hundred or whatever it is on Dariush in that fight. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to UFC two seventy two. Uh, we'll start in the light heavyweight division. Michael Ola Candy versus Dustin Jacoby. New Sean? I I kinda like Ola Candy to to make this a close fight. Um he's he's kind of struggled in the past when he gets out grappled. I don't think Jacoby's gonna do that. Uh Jacoby's obviously the, the bigger guy. Um he he has got some takedowns in the past, but he's a striker. Uh and in anytime that Ola Candy's in a in a striking fight. He's usually doing pretty good. Uh, I know he had some a couple shitty uh, performances. That that modest Bukaki uh, split decision win is is a bit shameful, especially considering there wasn't really much grappling in that one. Um, I just he's got good hands, man. Uh, he he's he was a kind of a younger guy, um, wasn't really putting it together. Um, maybe he's 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 figured it out. He's twenty seven now. I, I like him to, to get this uh, to to check that chin and and he usually puts people away if, if he can land. So uh, I got a half unit on him just straight at plus one sixty and and took him by TKO at plus four hundred for half a unit. That number seems kind of crazy. Uh, I know Jacoby's tough, but four hundred is kind of crazy. Brad. And uh, initially, I was thinking the same thing, and I might still end up. Taking a shot on the, the old Candyman in this one, uh, just because I, it seems like this line is going to keep going up. Uh, I think people are really overrating Jacoby. And in this fight, the Candyman's going to come in. He is going to throw a, a shitload. He throws the power. He throws the body. He does a whole lot of things really well. If he doesn't get the job done in the first seven minutes or so, I think it's going to be trouble for him. Um, but either way this fight goes, I think somebody's probably getting put out. 
I think this is going to be a, a nice, violent way to start the evening. It's honestly probably a better fight than the co-main event of the last card. Um, so <laughs> I, I hear what you're saying about this being a pretty decent card, Lance. And I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going to play the under. Uh, definitely going under two and a half around even money. I might jump on the uh, the Candyman uh, either money line if it gets up around plus two hundred, which I think is very possible at this point, uh, or that TKO line. Yeah, same here. I, I like I like Ola Candy here. Um, I if you look at what he's done, he's losing most of the grapplers. He's awful grappler. Nothing nothing there. Jacoby seems to he's a striker, but he seems to be struggling more and more in the striking game. He's getting hurt. He's getting touched up. And really, if you look at his streak he's on, his his win streak, and then there was the draw there, but he's facing a murderer's row of garbage, um, just absolute garbage. So I don't look much into that. And I think this is the hardest This is the hardest fight I think Jacoby has had um, outside of maybe the Kudalaba fight since he's been back. And I just – I don't know. I, I, don't, I, thought, I don't – I thought he lost that one. I also thought yeah, he lost me too. the uh... – I, I bet on him in the Grishin fight, and I thought he lost that one too. So, <laughs> yeah, I I don't think much of him here. And you know, Ola Candy has looked good on the feet, and he does have good power, and he has good strikes, and he's pretty technical with those strikes. And I think he's going to be just the better fighter here. I do worry if if it does go to the back half of the fight, it could get a little tense. <laughs> but I I like him here, so I will have a bet on him. Yay! All right, lightweight division, Devonte Smith. Ludovic Klein. New Sean? Klein obviously got overrated very quickly in the UFC. He, he smashed Shane Young, who turns out is, is is not very good. He just trains somewhere that has good fighters. Um, and obviously, in the next two fights, he, he kind of got put into his place. Um, the Nate Landwehr losses, it was interesting, because Landwehr is a guy that just shows up or he doesn't. Um, I guess that night he, he, he showed up and he he put in work. Um, Devontae King, or Devontae Smith is, is is a very, very flawed fighter. He, he, I don't think he can grapple very well. Unfortunately for him, he hasn't really faced any grapplers really uh, so far. And then that chin of his is just beyond bad. He does have big power. Um, I think somebody's going down in this fight. I put doesn't go decision at, at minus 170 in a parlay, uh, just a one unit parlay. I'm probably going to pick Klein. Uh, he's a dog. I'll pick him in tout master, but, uh, I just felt like playing the doesn't go. And then I don't have to worry if, if King or if Smith just absolutely lands a, a haymaker like he does sometimes. Brad. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the same page here. Uh, I, I like Klein in this one. I know he's coming up in weight, um, short notice, all that sort of stuff, but I just think he's a better striker than Smith. Uh, Smith is probably faster, maybe has more power. I, I, I don't know. I, he hasn't knocked anybody out that is durable, so I don't can't really tell if he's actually got power or not, but I, I know that Klein has a, a good arsenal of strikes, and... He's knocked out guys who have a little bit more durability. So I think I'm going to take Klein in this one. I think this is one of those things where, like Sean said, people don't really know how to see his fights. They overrate him. They underrate him. 
this is the the spot where people are probably underrating him as against a guy who isn't very good. Yeah, that's a tough one to call. I mean, I think you guys nailed it. I think the only thing I would say is I think I think you're underrating um, Smith's offensive ability in terms of his striking and his power. I I actually think he is a much better offensive fighter. I think he has more power in his hands. I think he has better boxing. The chin is, I mean, it's an F minus. Um, and I think that I just, is that enough? Like can, can Smith catch him with what I believe to be a better offensive game and more power before Klein touches him once clean? Cause we've seen if Smith gets, he's, he gets one shot. Like he's done. Like the fight's over. As soon as you land clean, you're going to get finished in the ground or whatever it is. Like Smith just does not have a chin and that sucks for him, but offensively he's pretty gifted and he has good power and, uh, he has pretty good speed, and I, I like Smith in this one. It's not something I can bet. I, I don't mind that doesn't go uh, there. I think someone's getting finished here, but I, Klein's just not a guy that I trust with my money. I have a unit on Klein. <laughs> Flyweight division, Tim Elliott, Tagir, Utenbekov. New Sean? Utenbekov almost lost his his last fight in the UFC while having over 12 minutes of control time. Because that's how little of anything he was doing while he had top control. He did nothing. Um, Nascimento almost almost grabbed some subs. Almost won just by throwing up subs uh, while he was being laid on for almost the entire fight. Um, I think Tim Elliott can can stuff some takedowns and, and throw more volume and make this a close fight. Um very rarely does Tim Elliott get completely outgrappled. Um, I think this is this is going to be a, a good test for Ulenbekov because I don't know what he has on the feet if if he doesn't get takedowns. Uh, we're we're going to find out. Um, there's it's it's a decent size number. I got Elliott plus two thirty. Uh, I took that for a unit. Um, I just think he can make this a close fight. I I, I this is one of those. Blown up Russians that I'm, I'm gonna fade. There's there's some other ones that I like to play, but this this guy is fairly unproven. Brad, yeah, all of these Russians are are gonna be in their feelings this week because they're like gay hating warlord from Chechnya got killed when they tried to invade Ukraine. So these dudes are are weeping into their cereal all week. Uh, I, I don't know what they're gonna do when they get into the the cage on Saturday. They might just break down and cry. I, I, I don't know. But I think in this fight, it's not a good fight for Ulenbekov in the first place. He has won his fights basically by kind of like holding on in that Bruno Silva fight. He, he got tired in that one. And that dude doesn't have the greatest cardio in the world. And then did nothing on top against the, the last guy that he faced. So now he's facing a dude who seems to have his cardio in check. We know Tim Elliott can get taken down, but he is going to scramble. He, he's going to make you work. And eventually I think that Elliott's pace in the grappling and if for the, the limited amount of time that this is on the feet, it is going to pay off. He's just going to have way more volume. He's going to end up winning out in scrambles against this shitty Russian and he's going to take a decision. So I got some Tim Elliott, uh, not quite the number that, that Sean got. Uh, I think there's still a, a plus 195 uh, hanging around out there. 
but I took some decision at plus 435 as well. Yeah, I like Tim Elliott here. I think I think it's activity and volume, like you guys said. I think Elliott's going to get taken down, but he has he has good scrambling ability and he has good get up ability. Not like Derek Lewis, um, not that not that good. But and then I think the only thing you worry with Tim Elliott is is he going to go for too many subs from his back? Is he going to do too much dumb shit because of Tim Elliott? But I think in the feed, I think he's the better striker here. Um, at least volume activity wise, I think he's he's going to score more points on the feet. And then I think on the ground, I think. He is going to tire him out. Tim Tim Elliott's nuts, man. He is going to keep you working every second. doesn't matter where the position is. And I think Elliott's kind of a lock for the third round if he doesn't get finished. And if he can kind of take over in that second, wear him out a little bit, I think Tim Elliott can definitely get a decision here. I think plus 200 is kind of nuts. Uh, Dixon said in the chat, would be a pick if his name was Tom Smith. 100%. <laughs> it's, the, it's the Russian blow-up. No pun. Um, <laughs> but... I, I just think it's this matchup is not that wide. You know, this is a guy who's faced pretty much no one good in his career versus Tim Elliott, who at this point has faced everyone. And he doesn't seem like he's slowing down or, or getting old or anything like that. Tim Elliott has looked like Tim Elliott. And I think at plus 200, it's kind of a must bet. Yep. Especially since he's been training with Krause. It seems like he's kind of got his shit together. Yeah. He looks good. I don't think it's so much like people try and say that Krause is this great trainer. I think it's more that a bunch of the people that he's training came from Vegas where they were just on like a, a, an Aaron water show level bender. Uh, it's not and, good. And now, now that they're not doing that, uh, suddenly they're fighting better. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's move on to the last early prelims. Uh, featherweight division, Brian Boom Boom Kelleher versus Umar Nurmagomedov. Nushan? You like a Russian to finish? Is that right? A fight? That is correct. Interesting. That is that is correct. Um, this is one of the Russians that I think is uh, is what he should be. Um, he is very good. Kelleher needs to have kind of an offensive grappling game to, to have success. Pretty much in every fight he, he's out, he, that he's won, he's, he's out-grappled guys. Um, he did get a bit lucky against Hunter Azure was pretty much losing that fight and then he got a knockout kind of out of nowhere i think Nurmagomedov is just gonna absolutely wrestle fuck uh kelleher gas him out and grab a sub this 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 is one of the russians that actually finishes dudes with his uh jujitsu uh i guess the russians don't call it that but whatever um i think Nurmagomedov is is gonna finish this guy i got him inside the distance at plus 150 for a unit Brad? Yeah, you're not allowed to say the the Russians call it uh, whatever because the the Russians are calling uh, this a special military operation. So <laughs> fuck fuck the Russians. I think uh, the gig all... is up for the special military. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we have some breaking news. <laughs> um, all of the Russians should be cut. Uh, I think we know this. I think we've been ahead of the curve on this on this particular show I've been for a decade, right? Whole decade. Yep. Um, so the the sanctions are strong on the MMA analysis. Uh, honestly, I think that they should probably be deducted points to start the fight, um, especially because they're all a bunch of boring point fighters. Even though Sean thinks that that this guy is some finishing machine he had like seven straight decisions a couple years ago <laughs> yeah um 
apparently he's uh, Khabib's cousin, which I don't know if that means that they're married or or whatever. Um, <laughs> if they are, good for them. Uh, all, all all power to God or uh, yeah, in Inshallah, as they say. Um, I don't care about this fight. I don't care about this Umar guy. Um, he's probably gonna win, but I'm not betting him. I have, crazy. Crazy. I, I have to bet against a boring Russian versus a tough, stingy vet that's hard to finish, that has finishing ability. I think you see these Russian guys with these padded wreckers who've been facing nobody, and Kelleher's not a guy who's just going to bow down and give up. He's going to bring the fight. He's going to survive. He's going to bring it to him a little bit, and I think this is I think this is a good test for, for Nurmagomedov at this stage, a tough veteran who's – I don't think Kelleher's over, overly skilled – but he's overly tough, um, and I think we'll see if that's enough here. I think it's almost plus 500 now um, on the money line. It's plus 800 inside the distance. So the line's kind of out of whack a little bit here. So I'm probably going to take a stab on on Boom Boom here. Nothing big, just a just a kind of flyer. I'm going to be in Vegas watching the fight, so um, I got to have action just all over the place. On every fight. Yeah, like got to, no choice. So, yeah, I'll have a little tiny play here on, on Boom Boom. All right, let's move up to women's flyweight division. Yay, Marta Moroz, Maria Agapova. Yay, Nishan, you got five seconds. Um, Agapova's crazy. She's she she's getting kicked out of fucking gyms from Dude, allegedly her. doing drugs and whatever. <laughs> and, and then she's, like, posting Moroz's OnlyFans content and shit like that. And How was it? I mean... You were sending a link? I'm not sending you a link. You know I'm not there's good at a, internet. There's a million more ladies on the internet that are better looking than Marina Mraz. The only reason people care is because she fights as well. Yeah, it's the celebrity thing. You want to see I what know. it looks like. Ah, uh, yes. Noted celebrity Marina Noted Mraz. celebrity. All right, so celebrity was the script. Someone we know. How about that? Somebody that's on television for, for one reason or another. Um... Yeah, I mean, I'll probably pick Miraz because she's the the dog. Agapova's done some dumb shit in the past and and lost to very bad fighters. She does have power though, so uh, I guess it wouldn't be surprising to to see her take out Miraz either. Who cares, Brad? I mean, you've got a Ukrainian woman facing. One of those Russians. I don't know which which Russian country she's from, but it's it's one of them. And the Ukrainian is an underdog. And the person that she's fighting lost to Shayna Dobson. Hell yeah. And that person's an underdog. Like what? You're taking way too long for a chick fight. This is like the record longest chick fight breakdown ever. I, I think that might be the longest one I've ever done. That was very long. The Morose crazy. Pick, that is a lot of decisions. Um, I'll take Agapova. She just seems like there's a chance she'll bring a sharpened toothbrush into the cage at any point. And I got to dig that. All right. Let's move on. Um Nikolai Negamaruno <laughs> versus Kennedy Njekwu. Yeah, Kenny Nunchucks. Yeah. Um, I know him. I don't know who this other fellow is. Is he made up? 
Pretty no. Much. I mean, yeah. it was weird. He he had one UFC fight and then, of course, took, you know, almost two and a half years off. And then uh, I thought you were going to steroids. I mean, would anybody <laughs> not, be shocked if, if he, he had tested positive and was gone for two years? That. that guess wouldn't wouldn't surprise anybody um i don't really care about this fight uh there's just so much other stuff that uh i would rather have bets on and enjoy more uh kenny nunchucks getting smashed out by the the unhung one um not a good look the unhung Um, one's good we figured that out remember it is true it was it was a a weird path but uh he's good i like the unhung yeah, he's 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 good now. Um, I'll, I'll take Kenny Nunchucks, but uh, I I really don't care and didn't really look into this fight too much. Fred, I think I'm t- gonna take little little Nicky uh, Negranu in this one. Um, you know, he's he's got the reads. He know he knows what's coming pre-flop. He knows what's coming on the river. Yeah, you know, he's he's got all the the poker references going on here. He's old school. And, yeah, and Kenny Nunchucks, uh, he's got a chin on him. Um, he doesn't have cardio, doesn't really have striking, doesn't have wrestling. He, he doesn't have a lot. Um, you know, and it's the last couple fights that he's won have been because guys have gassed horribly against him. So if, uh, if Negron, you can keep any sort of pace and and wrestle a little bit i i think he's got this one so seems like another dog in in the old tout master I, I i dropped out of the top 20 after the last defense so i gotta double down and it's basically all dogs on this one baby yeah i um i don't like either guy so like is a stretch here i like kenny nunchucks here i think he can be a little more active and kind of get in his face um so i'll pick him this is not a fight i'm gonna be bet we had some comments in here um, MMA KO wants to know if Jay is ever going to make an appearance. Uh, Jay's in Florida, man. You can't, you can't take someone out of Florida. It's, it's over. Um, Dixon said Kenny fights like he has the smallest hog for a six foot five African. This is, this is correct. That's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. Free Jay. We didn't lock him up. He, he made a bunch of stories about ice cubes and refrigerators and his wife. And I don't know what happened. <laughs> well, I, I thought I heard a rumor about Tyler Hero and his wife, but uh, you know, maybe maybe not. It was like that scene. What was that movie? Um, was it Waiting? Yeah. Where at the end they're like, and especially you. He's like, what the fuck? Did I that was you. you. That was me in this situation. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, and then you were talking about my wife, and then mentioning this and this, and I'm thinking like. I, I, don't, I, I remember I, those original messages. And I was like, hey, that sounds like a bunch of shit that I said. <laughs> it was like, you said something, and Wes said something, and Sean said something, and I just didn't, like, I might have said, like, well, like, I, I think I said okay or laughed or whatever. And then, like, yeah, I don't. I think, I don't I think it was an ice cube thing that really got him. Everything yep. else he was fine with, but you, yep. you mentioned the ice cubes, and. Uh, that was the clincher. Too much. That's, that's too Wes far, Lance. Wes was talking about Tyler Hero plowing his wife. <laughs> and he got mad that I said, "Why are those ice cubes so loud?" <laughs> I I have nothing against Jay. I like Jay. Um, Jay is someone I've met in person several times. Um, I've hung out with Jay. I really like Jay. I don't know what the fuck happened. It was it was a weird time. Florida changes people, man. 
Yeah. It changes people. We love Jay. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't need to see his Wordle scores every day. That's a lot oh, of Wordle. Come on now. Come people on do now. that. People are big on the uh, showing the Wordle scores. All right. Let's move on. Women's Starway Division, Marina Rodriguez versus Yan. Who cares? Um, people were complaining this wasn't on the main card. I found that offensive. New Sean? Yes, that is correct. Um, for some reason, Dimes opened this fight to go to decision at minus 175. Like, I know Shaunan got finished by Carla Esparza, which nobody does that. That was a weird one. She, she didn't like the, the sight of her own blood. And Rose and just, got finished by Carla Esparza, by the way. I know, which is but that was forever. Carla and and then, and then between that was 80 fucking decisions. Um, yeah, I, I, I laid it. Minus 175. I also put it in the parlay um, for another unit. Um, Marina Rodriguez probably wins this fight. Um, I think she's a little bit better, but I really, really don't care. As long as nobody's getting finished, which I don't think is going to happen, um, I'll be happy. Is Rose still in the UFC? Champ. Huh. Is she, is she, does she have to fight or anything? She's fighting the cookie monster. When? At some point. I don't even know. I don't she think hasn't fought in like six not... months. Is she hurt? Is she dead? Does she have PTSD? Yeah, she fought uh she fought in November and she doesn't even have her fight with the the cookie monster booked, so she's the worst. There's... She's definitely not an active fighter. That's an active champion, that's for sure. She and I mean, if you look at like just her in general, it's like she fought once in 2018, once in 2019, once in 2020, and they're like goat, goat. I don't care. I hate the <laughs> one. All right, Brad, you got anything here? Not the only thing that I have here is that I am far more likely to watch this Marina Rodriguez fight than her last two fights, which have been main events. I don't know because like there's going to be other fights on after this one that I've got some interest in watching. Mm. Uh, whereas those ones, there was nothing after them, so I just kind of like walked away while the fight was on. And I like she, I think she beat Mackenzie Dern because Mackenzie Dern can't wrestle. Um, I don't think this this Chinese chick can wrestle, so she's probably going to beat her too. Yeah, I'll take. Uh... I'll take Rodriguez here. Um, no reason, no breakdown, no bet. Um, this will be when maybe I like go back to the sports book real quick and place some extra bets because I'm drunk mm. at this point. Uh, to oh, you got to stop by the Earl. Yeah, oh, I could get an Earl. Well, so we used to always watch in Planet Hollywood. We go to the Rock Bar, uh, which is right next to the sports book at Planet Hollywood, and we they had this good deal. It was like twenty five bucks, and you got a bunch of drinks, and you got the pay per views. Um, and they don't do that anymore, so we gotta go back to Blondie's, which is just, it's just a real, yeah. Well, not even that it's far. You gotta like fucking suit up. Like, it's gross. Like, I mean, like one of those like containment suits, not like a nice suit, like a, like, like, like the CDC and there's like a disease out, like Dr. House, (laughs) like that kind of stuff, like real bad. Um, it's a gross place. Like, you pay like, I think it's like 30 bucks, 40 bucks to get in. And they're like, unlimited beer. And then you get in there, they're like, Bud Light. And I'm like, I'll pay. (laughs) You mean you guys aren't buying tickets at $8,000 a pop for this? It was like, like when I look. The Magus? 
it was like 600 bucks to sit in like the worst fucking seat I've ever seen and get screamed here like mm-mm, too old. Too old for that shit. Not going. All right. Let's uh let's move on. Last prelim lightweight division, Jalen Turner versus Jamie Mularkey. New Sean? I uh I think a couple of us faded uh Jalen Turner last time taking the old medic and that turned out very, very poorly. Um I still don't think Jalen Turner is that good. Um Malarkey is 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 more of a striker, but he, he has shown some grappling. I, I I think he's gonna probably be able to take down Jalen Turner and even if he's if Turner stuffs the takedowns Malarkey's good on the feet too. Uh, he's got good power. Um, I, I I like him, and at plus one thirty five, plus one forty, I, I think you should take a small shot on him at least. Brad, yeah, I I got caught on the the medic on the last one as well. But I mean, let's let's be real. Uh, Jalen Turner's wins in the UFC are Callan Potter. Josh Kulabau, Broke Weaver, and Uros Medic, who came from Alaska FC. Like, You've been an Alaska FC man. Yeah, man. that's how bad I thought this guy was. So now <laughs> he's against somebody who I actually think is all right. Like I, I, I kind of like uh, I kind of like Malarkey. Um, you know, uh, our, our our boy Dan Tom keeps telling me that uh, that he's the son of Ted Danson, which I can see. I can see that. Um, and, and like Ted Danson's career, the man is resilient. Uh, Turner might land some of those long punches because he's one of those dudes that is so, has so little confidence in himself that even though he's six foot 11, he has to cut down to 155 pounds to fight there. Um, and, I don't think that's going to work out so well for him once this fight gets into the second, third round, if it does get that far. Um, I, I think that Malarkey's just going to keep up a pace, push him against the cage, land shots on the way in, and, and really sort of dirty this up. So I, I like Malarkey. I'm going to have a bet on him. Yeah, I like Malarkey here. Um, he's actually pretty well-rounded. He is, I, I like his hands. Um, he's got pretty crisp boxing for a guy that was more of a jiu-jitsu guy early on. Um, I think on the feet, I think he can hang. We'll have to see how he deals with the reach disadvantages, the height and everything like that. Sometimes that guy really throws guys off. But Turner's not great on the feet. He he throws really wide shots. He's very sloppy. Um, not that great. And I think on on the ground, if it's Malarkey on top, I think Malarkey is, is much a much better grappler overall. I do think the most common way Malarkey loses here, I do think he could get – like Turner's – long and rangy and he has some good subs um and I guess that's pretty good yeah like if he gets in a position he can finish his chokes with his long skinny bony arms and all that stuff but um mark he's not the greatest wrestler i think that's probably his weakness if i had to pick a weakness for him but turner's not a very good wrestler at all i think on the feet mark he has an edge and i think if it does get on the ground i think mark he can either Stay alive if he's if he's on bottom, which I don't think will very very much happen. But I think Mark can get on top, uh, possibly get a sub here, possibly get a knockout here. Uh, but Mark, he's someone that's he's an interesting kind of prospect. Uh, I, I like him a good bit. He's he's he shocked me his last couple of fights just with his hands, hand speed, power, technique. He looks really good. So that'll be the consensus bet of the week. Jamie Malarkey plus one thirty five. Yeah, 
40? Under under two and a half at dimes is minus one fifty five. That's uh That's a lot of juice. Sometimes you gotta eat it. Mm. All right, let's move to the uh, main card, heavyweight division, Sergey Spivak versus Greg Hardy. Everyone complaining that my boy Greg Hardy's in the main card. You're talking about him. No one knows the fuck who Marina Rodriguez or Dan – I don't even know her fucking last name. So recognize this is not – this is a fucking money-making business. <laughs> Greg, people will – no one's going to pay to watch Marina Rodriguez. People will possibly pay more to watch Greg Hardy. He's still Greg Hardy. The people, the same people complaining that Greg Hardy is on the main card. Stealing it. <laughs> no, they're also the ones being like, it doesn't matter that Colby and George is in a title fight. Those guys have so much heat and people care about them. <laughs> Greg, Greg Hardy's going to miss weight uh, on Friday. I... I... Truly believe that he he's supposedly pro, he was man. like over three hundred pounds. He's he said he's walking around like two ninety. This dude is not gonna cut twenty five pounds. A, he's in a, a pro pro. That Greg Hardy. He's just a, he, a pro. He almost missed last time. I remember. Well, he didn't almost miss, but he he came in a little heavy and had to cut cut another half a pound or something like that. So uh, we might see the the second ever missed weight at, at heavyweight. Who was the I'm first sure, one? Tuavasa. No. No. No, it wasn't Tui. It was uh, it's it the was other guy that's got like the oh. same name as him. I bet yeah, we can yeah. look it up. You guys can look it up. Justin Taffa. That's who it is. Same Taffa. guy. Yeah. Same guy. Yeah, pretty much. Right. Well, it's like it's like if Tai Tui Vasa had a learning disability and didn't know how to punch people in the face, that'd be like Justin Taffa. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Um, uh. If Greg Hardy's decent in round one, uh, he can land some shit. Um, he landed on Tuivasa, but of course we know how that ended. Um, Spivak can be hit. Um, he, he's definitely put, obviously got put out early against Tom Aspinall. Aspinall's pretty good, so I guess you, you can't really hate him on that. But Walt Harris was also able to run, run him over in, in seconds. I can honestly see that happening with Greg Hardy. If he doesn't get him there in the out of out of there in the first, I think Greg Hardy's either getting taken down in the first, or Spivak survives and and Spivak will wrestle him in the second and finish him. So uh, under two and a half was like minus one sixty at dimes. I, I laid it with that. I also sprinkled a half unit on Hardy round one at plus five hundred. I'm getting dogged by magic. It doesn't look like a rich guy house. I would like you to know this is a rich guy house because I live here. It's very fair. <laughs> it's a very expensive area. Nashville, growing market. Made a killing on this thing. Brad? Uh, yeah, Sean. Last fight you said the under two and a half is minus 155 or whatever. Uh, the the under two and a half now at dimes on this one is minus 150, which is insane. I I have no clue how that makes sense to anybody. Who's betting uh, that over? I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm going to play that, uh, and I'm also going to play Spivak round two. Um, right now, the best I found is like plus five hundred. But uh, Hardy's gonna, you know, he he's got his. I I think I calculated it out once. He's got like two minutes and twenty one seconds of cardio. <laughs> yeah, uh, because. That's the span of the average football play is like seven seconds. And then you got the 40 second play clock. 
So it comes out to two minutes and 21 seconds. After that, fucking dead. That's all he's got. Uh, and Spivak will get on top of him. And when anybody gets on top of Greg Hardy, he is finished. Quit. Yep. So there's a possibility that I lose this because it could be late round one that Spivak gets on top of him. Uh, but more likely, uh, I'll take the plus 500 round two. Yeah. Um, Greg Hardy, I think, I can tell if he's worse or better than we thought. Like when you first look at his career, I think when he first came in, you're like, oh, this athlete, he can do good things, all this. He won some sites in the UFC and then he lost to more skilled guys. I kind of think Greg Hardy has been exactly what we really should have thought he had been a big athlete who can get quick finishes because he hits hard and he's big and then has no idea what he's doing on the ground. I think in the heavyweight division, um, there's guys that would never try to take him down. And he's been matched up with some guys that were probably just not good matchups for him. But Greg Hardy's going to come out and he's going to throw fucking bombs for a minute and a half. If he doesn't land, he's going to get taken down and then he's going to quit. He is a big time quitter. That guy has no interest in a guy, a man being on top of him. And getting hit in the face. Now, if he's on top of, like, say, a, a 16-year-old girl a screaming yeah. for her life, Greg Hardy's about that. But he doesn't want this reverse situation. So I don't think Spivak's good at all. But he is a guy that he is going to clinch. He is going to grab you. He's going to try to drag you down. And once you get Hardy down, it's just ball game. And I, I don't hate the Hardy first-round bet, honestly, uh, just with the line the way it is, because I do think it is possible Hardy lands something early. But I think Spivak gets this fight to the ground and, and gets him finished. I, I don't know if it lasts till round two. Um, I think Sp- I, Hardy quits so instantly. Like, he'll eat one or two hammer fists and be like, mm-mm. <laughs> like, I don't get – I know I'm not going to win. What is the point of getting hit in the face? That's like, enough that's, of that. <laughs> yeah, so – um, I'll take Spivak here. I have, I don't know if I'm going to bet anything in this fight. I still got to figure it out. I might take something in round one, um, but I still got to look at this. So at this point, I'll take Spivak, but probably no bet on this fight. All right, let's now move on to the welterweight division as we have Kevin Holland taking on Howboy Oliveira. Nushan? Is, is this the one that puts Howboy in the unemployment line and a, a, a bunch of families. Those poor kids. Those poor, Those poor kids. kids. I know it's, it's going to be a bad all night. the motivation he's got for this fight. Three fight losing streak, 74 kids to feed. I mean, whew, you know, it, it might, um, it might give him enough strength not to quit Brad. I don't know if it's going to give him enough strength to win. I I, I don't think so. Um, Kevin Holland's good as as long as he's not getting just smothered. Could Howboy smother him? I, he's going down in weight. I would hope that his takedown defense is a little bit better at 170. Howboy is is not an amazing takedown uh, artist. I th- I think uh, if if Holland can keep it simple. I think he can can stuff the takedowns, uh, and then on the feet, he's he's just the the much better fighter. Um, I don't know if he gets a finish. Like I said, all that all that childhood or child strength that that's going to be flowing through Howboy might uh, might get him to stay in there for fifteen. But uh, I, I like Holland to win. I, I bet him for a unit in a in a parlay. Brad, you're gonna waste a, one last time blow of money on Howboy. Absolutely, I am. There it is. Absolutely. There is no question. Kevin Holland, his, he 
got to the point where he was fighting top level competition, not because he's good, not because he beat good fighters, but because he was one of the only people willing to take a fight in 2020. It was the pandemic, baby. (laughs) We make the everyone wants to fight joke a lot. But this man advanced his career so much because he actually wanted to fight in 2020. That's that's why he is where he is. And then he found out that he couldn't wrestle. And instead of learning how to wrestle and continuing to fight at middleweight, which is probably the weight class for him, he's like, no, no, no. I'm going to run away and I'm going to kill myself to get to welterweight where he's still not going to be the stronger guy. I don't think he, he was really killing. Wasn't he walking around like 182? One, yeah. <laughs> he does, but he doesn't know how to cut weight. He's, he's not a wrestler. Well, cutting 12, cutting 12 like pounds. Don't eat for a day. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's going to die to get to 170. Yeah. And then he's going to grapple with a man that used to run the rodeo down in the favela. I mean, Howboy is going to throw this dude around. Uh, I hope that Holland doesn't get on top at any point in this fight because Howboy will 100% quit. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think he's on that Sam Alvey contract uh, where he can lose 18 fights in a row and, and keep getting fights in the UFC. So Howboy's going to put some effort into this one. I mean, he, he didn't entirely quit in the Nico Price fight. Uh, he only like a little bit quit and just sort of hung out on the bottom in just the last the tip round. Of quitting. But but exactly. I think that was I think that was the last quit that he had left in him. So all the quits gone. Uh, and now he's just gonna grapple with uh, with Kevin Holland in this one. He's he's gonna toss him around with the rodeo strength. Right there. The rodeo strength. Uh, and and we're gonna see a Howboy decision. So I got some Howboy plus two seventy I got some Howboy decision. I think that was like plus 510. And Kevin Holland still sucks. He does. His best win is what? Dead? The corpse of Jacare? Howboy. Count. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be Howboy after Howboy, Saturday. Howboy would literally been, be his best win. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dixon said some of Oliveira's kids are actually adults now. Um, yeah. we, we had a lot of. Old, we had a lot of. We had a lot of hate over here for our boy. Um, Howboy just wants family health insurance. Cheaper by the dozen three will be based on Oliveira. Uh, good one. Um, I like Holland here. Magic pointed out Holland sub plus 900 is legalized bank robbery. I actually love Holland uh, inside the distance with some dabble on the uh, on the sub here. Howboy usually doesn't quit via getting punched in the face because who wants to get punched in the face? When Howboy starts getting punched in the face – he just kind of lifts his neck up a little bit, and he's like, "Hey, getting like Take he can it. just draw an arrow like on his neck, and like you can literally see there was a there was one fight he was like against the cage, and you can literally see him pick up his neck for the guy to slide it in there. And Holland actually has okay submissions, and he's a tall, lanky guy, and he tries stuff. Like I, I think Holland gets a finish here. I think Cowboy's gonna come out like a bat out of hell. I think Holland's going to hurt him a little bit in the feet, gets to the ground, and I think we're going to see some ground and pound from Holland, and Holland does have some pretty good ground and pound. And then I think it's going to be the old the old Howboy, lift the neck up, get choked out. Um, so, yeah, I, I like Holland here a good bit. I think this is the fight he needed. 
Um, Holland is a marketable guy for the UFC. I do think 170 is the weight class for him. Um, he's fought 174 like four or five times in the past, and he wasn't. He's not like this big 185 pounder. He was weighing in like three or four pounds under the 185 limit. I think right there that tells you he's he's not a, a middleweight. So I like Holland here. I like that sub play at plus 900, and I'll probably have that and probably the inside the distance as well. All right, Kevin Holland, such a hater, Brad. Man, just because February's over doesn't mean you can just act like this. <laughs> that that sub play is actually <laughs> you know what it's how many it's it's 363 day no like 330 something days until uh black history can celebrate mike chandler chandler michael chandler is <laughs> a fucking legend for what he's yeah. done and Absolutely. just the adversity he's fought when's jew month i've been waiting for that is there a jew month can we get one we can we buy one isn't that like yes, mid to can. early December? Yeah. Don't you get a couple weeks? I mean, talking about Hanukkah. Do, do we need really need a Jew month when every week is Munich week? Mm, true, every week Munich week. This yeah. is true, and really, Jews are all rich, and that's kind of you know life. We're winning. Out. Yeah. All right, let's move up now. Featherweight division: Edson Barbosa versus Bryce Mitchell. New Sean. I think this is a good test for for Mitchell. Um, hopefully, it's not an actual, Hopefully, it's not a written test. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, this guy, this fucking guy. Um, yeah, he's uh, he's he's just a special human being. Obviously, torn scrotum conspiracy hour. Uh, that's that's the name of his new podcast. Um, he's got good. He's got good ground control. And I know he doesn't look like it, and but he he gets takedowns and and he creates scrambles. Um, I know Barboza has has shown a history of, of fairly good takedown defense or a good get up game as well. Um, but I mean, Amir Khani still got him down three times out of out of six tries in that fight. Now, obviously, when it was on the feet, Barboza was was piecing him up. That could happen here. Um, I just think that that the wars that Barboza has taken, he's thirty, he's thirty six now. There's going to become a point where he he might just fall apart. Um, I think Bryce Mitchell is going to be able to test that. He's an absolute moron, but his jiu-jitsu game and, and grappling is is very good. Um, I put him in a one unit parlay. It's it's nothing big, but um, I think we we might be sad on Saturday seeing this guy beat. Uh, Barboza. Brad? So I, I had to go and look at the, the nerd metrics. Um, Ew. Because, no, because just because Sean said he got him down three times out of six tries. And I was just like, that that doesn't sound like how that fight went. Um, no. So Amir Khan, he took him down in the first round. He, he, he got one takedown in the first round. He had eight seconds of control. Solid. Uh, he he Solid. took him down in the second round. He had 14 <laughs> seconds of control in the second round. Yep. So, you know, big improve. Almost almost 100% better in the second round. Uh, and then he took him down in the third round when the fight had already been decided if he wasn't going to get a finish, and he controlled him for half the round. So Barbosa has good takedown defense. He has a good get-up game. I am a little bit concerned about Mitchell's ability to just stay attached to people 
but I think it's going to be very, very difficult for him to get attached in the first place in this fight. Uh, it's, you know, we, we don't usually talk about the environment that they're fighting in, but bigger cage here. I think that Mitchell's going to get the shit kicked out of him before he ever really even gets to touch Edson Barbosa in this fight. And that's going to definitely hinder his ability to, to dominate the grappling. So I like Barbosa to, to take the early rounds if he doesn't get a knockout. Uh, and then maybe Mitchell's able to to do what Amir Khani did and and take him down in the third round and control him a little bit. But I don't know, like Barbosa doesn't lose to to this level of guy. And I bet against Mitchell when he was fighting Andre Feely. So I feel like I have to bet against him here at a, a somewhat similar price and. I don't really think that all that much has changed. Uh, Mitchell's not going to win on the feet. He has to win on the ground. And Barbosa is, it, he's a difficult guy to do that against. Yeah, I've I've been a big Mitchell guy. Um, I've bet on Mitchell almost every fight uh, in the UFC. And I think, I, I don't know, I think this one's a, a little bit tougher. This is a big step up from Andre Feely. To me, this is the step up to, okay, you're fighting, you know, top guys now. And I know... Barbosa's lost some fights, but in my opinion, Barbosa's still a, a very good fighter, a top guy. Um, you know, he got caught in his last fight versus Giga, but he had won a bunch of fights before that. And even the, the Dan Ige fight, I think we all know that was a bad decision. He won. Um, I think the submission ability of uh, Mitchell is completely overrated. I think he's a ground control guy. Like, we all look at that, um, the twister that he hit in that fight versus yeah. some fucking homeless guy. But he wins – I think that's his only finish in the UFC. Um, he's He's a decision guy. He controls guys on the ground. And Barbosa has never shown he's a guy that's going to get controlled long-term on the ground. And I think his takedown defense is good enough. And Bryce Mitchell is also not a great wrestler. He's good on the ground. He is not some dominant wrestler. Um, he is a very average wrestler. But when he gets on top, his top control is great. He has great top control, good transitions knows how to keep the fight in the ground, but he doesn't have this top-level wrestling by any means. And Barbosa's takedown defense is pretty good. I think Barbosa's going to immediately chew him up with the, on the legs, which Barbosa's, like, unlike an old Jose Aldo where he stopped, Barbosa never stopped kicking the shit out of people. Um, that's still his game point. He's going to kick the shit out of you, and I think he can keep it standing. And if this fight stays on the feet, this is not even remotely close. Like, you can talk about if Mitchell has an edge on the ground, sure. On the feet, this is a one versus a ten, um, and Bryce Mitchell is is going to have nothing on the feet. And I don't think he, I don't think you can bank on Mitchell getting the fight to the ground. So I like Edson Barbosa here. I don't know if he gets a finish, but he might just kick the ever loving shit out of him for fifteen minutes. Um, so yeah, Munich back one eighty eight and two is the Munich record. All underdogs. It's one of the most impressive streaks I've ever seen. This other with Cal Ripken, which. Mm -hmm. Have you ever noticed people always talk about which record will never be broken? And they say all these things. It's they, they don't clearly, talk about Munich. It's Munich. <laughs> but it's clearly Cal Ripken. That is the one record that will literally never in a million years be broken because baseball players do not play more than 150 games anymore. They never do. None of them do. Zero of them do. 
They get rest days now because they're smarter. So anytime you hear the argument, that is a record that will literally never be broken in sports. I thought you were going to say because they're not going to play 2,800, however many games he's got the record for in the <laughs> history of baseball Lock, before he just folds as a sport. Lockdown forever. No, a lot of the records here, but everyone always says it's Cal Ripken. That, that, it's impossible to break that record. Anyway, we're too soft nowadays. That's why that record can't be broken. Yeah. All right. Let's move on now to the co-main event of the evening. I'm Rafael Dos Anjos taking on Renato Moicano. Um, mac and cheese. What a pussy. Man, he, I love how that did cost him a title shot, though. That's just fabulous. So Conor McGregor can come in and get strangled to death. Just great. All right, Nushan. Uh, I hope you guys are right about the last fight. That would bring me joy, even though I lost. I would lose money. Um, as for this fight, it, if it wasn't last-minute notice, I would probably take a shot at Moicano. Um, I just have a billion other bets, so... <laughs> I don't want to have a bet on every card because uh, or every fight because I have multiples on most of them. Um, I just think RDA is is best when he is grappling and and having success. Um, now, obviously, he fought really good fighters, really good wrestlers, and he had no chance of of grappling them. Um, against Moicano, I I don't know how much success he's gonna gonna have and. Man, Moicano's hands look fucking really good against Hernandez. Um, he's kind of always had a, a, a decent kicking game. I just think this is going to be a close fight. It's it's five rounds. Moicano's coming off like two back-to-back 19-hour flights. Yeah, he's fucked. <laughs> On like three days notice. Like, RDA probably should win. Um I just think Moicano can can make it close, so I, I'm gonna pick him in Toutmaster. Uh, he's around like plus 145, and if somehow I've won a shit ton of bets on Saturday, which I won't because I bet way too much, uh, and I'm up a bit, I'll probably bet Moicano right before the fight. Brad, I like Moicano. I, I, I think he's a good fighter. Uh, I enjoyed what he did to Alex Hernandez uh, a couple weeks back. That that was fun. This is not a good matchup for him. Uh, I I think that he is the much worse wrestler here. And you've got Dos Anjos, who was training for what a lot of people think is the best striker in the division. So not sure what you think he was training for in that fight. But I think he was probably training to try and grapple in that one. He's been up at 170. Moicano is admittedly massive for featherweight, uh, but he was a featherweight. Like, everything in here screams that Dos Anjos is going to pressure him. He is probably going to land shots in close. He's probably going to take him down. And we've never seen Moicano in rounds four and five in, in fights before. So, I mean, yeah, I... I kind of like Dos Anjos here. I'm I'm surprised that this line is tightening up, but I don't know. People in MMA like to bet against old guys, but Dos Anjos is old but still durable. Still got it. He, he's not quite Glover, but uh, he he's in that same sort of ballpark where he he's one of those dudes that I think you can trust. I like old guys. I mean. If you told me Koscheck's fight Newsman tomorrow, 
I'm betting costs. I mean, we know. We know. I'm, I'm betting costs. I love the old guys. Um, big fan. Brad, of who, I, who, who's out grappled Moicano? Um, I know he hasn't faced that many of wrestlers, but he hasn't. He has. I don't know if he's faced many. Um, and also, I think usually he has a jujitsu edge in a lot of his fights where someone might not want to grapple with him. Yeah. I, I, I think mean, he hasn't tried to out grapple Moicano. Yeah, yeah. I I think Fair. this is. I think this is a bad spot for Moicano. There's a lot here to unpack. I think it's, you know, if you've taken a, a you know, a 15-hour-plus flight, it's not fun. Doing it twice in a couple weeks and then getting here, cutting a bunch of weight, and fighting in the biggest fight in your life against an absolute legend and tough, you know, stylistic fight for you, that's that's tough. Because I think Moicano always has the, the jiu-jitsu edge in the fights he has and once it hits the mat, and I don't think he has that here. I think RDA is the better... I think he's the better jiu-jitsu guy. I think he's the better um, the better wrestler here, good for sure. I think he's going to have the better cardio in this situation with everything else playing. And I think on the feet, RDA is a good enough striker. I think Moikano might have some more power, but he's going to be a little bit wider. And I think RDA, I think he can troll the striking if he needs to, but I don't think that's going to be his game plan. I think he's going to want to tire him out quick. I think he's going to clinch. I think he's going to grapple. I think he's going to drag him, drag him to the ground. I think this one's going to be just all RDA. Um, RDA has been off for a while. Uh, he's been off for about a year and a half, which he's 37. I think sometimes when these guys take these breaks later in their career, like when you're 35, 36, 37, take a year and a half off, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think, you know, letting – he's been in some wars. He's been in some big fights, and I don't think RDA is washed at all. I think the line is actually a lot lower than it should be with all these situations, so I'll definitely be betting RDA. All right, let's now move on to the main event of the evening as we have in the welterweight division, Colby Covington versus Jorge Masvidal. I dig this fight. I might be in the minority here, but I dig it. Nishan? Yeah, I mean, there's not really much uh, at welterweight right now. Um, So I guess it's a good matchup. There's a a bit of a storyline there. I just have a hard time seeing uh, Masvidal doing much in this fight. Um, Covington, regardless of how much of a shithead he is, he's a very, very good fighter and a a very good fighter who he doesn't, he, he doesn't overthink things in the cage. He doesn't, um, he goes for the most part for the path of least resistance. Um, he's not going to fuck around on the feet. If, if he can get a guy down and can grind on him, I think he's he's good here. I think he's going to grind on Masvidal up against the cage, get some takedowns. I know Masvidal has a good takedown defense and and good jujitsu and good get up, but uh, Covington is is very good. Uh, and and even if Masvidal gets up, then then Covington's just going to grind on him some more and, and take him down. The guy has unbelievable cardio. Um, I just think he's just going to overwhelm Masvidal. Um, I think he might get a late stoppage in like the fourth or fifth just from exhaustion and, and Masvidal just can't really do much. Uh, or he might just get a decision because Colby hasn't really shown much to, to be a finisher, even, even with his, uh, his style of fighting. But, uh, I do think he's going to win and, and win a, a pretty wide decision if it goes that far. Uh, I got Covington in, in two parlays, one with Mitchell, one with Holland, uh, each for a unit. Brad? Uh, 
lame bread Masvidal is a great barometer for how long somebody has been watching MMA. Because (laughs) if people have been watching MMA for like less than five years, they're like, oh man, this guy's so good. He's got like the, the greatest KO ever. And he beat Nate Diaz and he's the BMF. Uh, it's, it's, it's so impressive. Uh, but if you've been watching him for like any sort of span of his career, he's a gatekeeper to the top 10. Like he's, he always loses to good fighters. He's always lost to good fighters. He doesn't have huge power. He's good defensively. He's got good striking defense. Doesn't have great wrestling defense, but he's got a good get-up game. Uh, But he just lets guys out-volume him. That's been the story of his career. We we always used to... Back when I liked Masvidal... You loved him. I used to love Masvidal. (laughs) Um, And actually, I... He had the flavor saver and the short hair. Yeah, exactly. Because (laughs) he was from the streets, you know, like me. Like Like a poor Jewish boy... From from the suburbs of Toronto, uh, you know, he, he really went through the hard times, so I could relate to him. Um, but then he made a little bit of money. He started hanging out on boats with Eric Trump. Uh, I think I actually like Colby more than I like Masvidal. Because yeah. at least I can tell that Colby's shit is fake, and he doesn't <laughs> believe a word that he's saying. Uh, Masvidal actually thinks that he's like the, the realness. Uh, so it's weird to see people hate Colby, uh, for being a, like a Trump mega chud. Uh, but for some reason they, they think that Masvidal is likable. Uh, but he also sucks at fighting. So there's that. Um, but Colby's very good at fighting. I, I, I don't care about like what I feel about him personally. He, he's an idiot. He does idiot things. Uh, he says them for specific reasons. But he's good at fighting, and he is going to look very good at fighting in this fight because Masvidal is the type of guy that if Colby wants to just put a bunch of volume on him for 25 minutes, Masvidal will absolutely let him. I don't I don't know about any of this drama or whatever beef is going on. Apparently, they used to train together. Uh, they did. Um, and Colby used to ragdoll the shit out of him. Uh, and that was when Masvidal was like an established fighter, had already fought for championships in Strike Force and, and other promotions. And Colby ragdolled him then when he was just starting MMA. So now that Colby's actually good at MMA and Masvidal is still the exact same guy that he was, it's just now he does, he's too lazy to cut down to lightweight or to yeah to cut down to lightweight. lightweight. Um, like I think this is easy for Colby. Uh, I've got a parlay with Colby and Spivak minus one Oh six, I think. Uh, but I think Colby rolls here. Unanimous, uh, unanimous plus one ninety five as well for Colby. Yeah. I like, I like Colby. I've, I've been a day one Colby guy, as you know, it's been some rough sledding over the last, I would say three, four years, per, two or three years. Personality wise, he's really took it up a notch. I, I don't, some of it's annoying, but like I don't mind his shtick. He's he's doing what he has to to draw attention to him. Like yeah. you, you can't. He wouldn't be just like Chael, right? He wouldn't be in these positions with 
popularity in a non-title fight main event if he didn't have that stick. I'm cool with it. I like Colby. Um, I really like him in this fight. I, I think Masvidal sucks. I think Masvidal's always sucked. He had some, you know, he had he had a, a good time where he got some lucky things with Askren where he fought aging guys, got some big knockouts. It worked out for him. But I don't think he's overall that good. His power was never that good. He was a decision fighter forever. Like, all he did is he, he either won close fights or he lost yep. good decisions and complained <laughs> about it. So I I like Colby here a, a good bit. Um, I think he's just better everywhere. I think on the feet, Colby could pick him apart if he wants. But I kind of see this as Colby getting him down, wearing him out, beating him up. And I don't know if, if, if Masvidal is going to be there for 25 minutes in a grappling Colby paced fight like that is not a Colby has made everyone tired you know look at the Usman in the fifth round and, and different things and I, I think Colby just he's too fast too much pace and too much wrestling I actually would not be surprised if Colby gets a late finish in this one in the fourth or fifth round I think just the pace in the wrestling and ground and pound that Colby's gonna gonna give him is gonna be too much so I really like Colby here um and I'll always be a Colby fan I can't I can't help myself I like the guy I think I think I'm just drawn to two guys that everyone hates wrestlers um terrell owens probably my favorite receiver of all time i my love me some me um i like i like people that everyone everyone hates but i like colby all of them in a parlay uh so really really like colby but that's it that's the card good card we we had to really work our way up these last three weeks with some really really bad cards so i'm glad we finally have a good pay-per-view i'm going to be watching this in vegas with a bunch of my friends going out there so i'm excited about that um, I will not be on the show next week. Um, I, I'll be in Scottsdale, um, but Wes should be back to uh, join with you guys. So, Brad, it's all yours next week. Um, Send in applications now. Oh, get Aaron. Yeah. He, yeah. He'd want to do it again. He had, he had a, he's, a, he's a funny fella. Uh, but we really appreciate everyone listening. Chat was fun tonight, and we will see you again next week. S- subscribe and shit. Oh, we don't yeah, do that. Do not subscribe. Do not subscribe. <laughs> don't.